Welcome back to Administrative Static. Um, Mark and Janine and I are now going to discuss a case we've discussed before, but we're, um, we've, we've gone back to the well of the Sixth Circuit on Shangizi. And um, most of you uh, who listen frequently know that this is a case that was filed before Missouri v. Biden, now Murphy v. Missouri, uh, talking about our clients who had all been downgraded or thrown off Twitter. And uh, the case was dismissed uh, on standing grounds by the district court. And then and, and the, they said, oh, you haven't you haven't really shown this was the government doing this. And um, and this the, was, the district court actually dismissed on both standing, standing and, and merits. Right. Yeah. And and so then it went up to the Sixth Circuit. And the Sixth Circuit had a curious opinion that came out right before one of the Fifth Circuits. Why don't, why don't you tell no, us? right after. Right after. Right after. Exactly. Like um, three days after. So uh, they affirmed the dismissal just on standing. They didn't address the merits. Um, and they basically said that the plaintiffs couldn't prove the traceability component of standing. So that's saying they couldn't show that they had been suspended or otherwise censored on Twitter due to the government's actions. And the court really focused on the timeline. Uh, the, the first evidence we cited of the government's involvement occurred on May 5th, 2021, which was when uh, former press secretary Jennifer Psaki started making statements threatening the tech companies with negative uh, consequences if they didn't do more to censor so-called COVID misinformation. Uh, especially about the vaccines. And our clients uh, alleged that they had started being suspended on Twitter in March of 2021. So we said, you know, this isn't really a big deal. Obviously, the administration, the, the, uh, Saki and others were saying things like, you know, we've told the social media companies they have to ramp up enforcement, et cetera, et cetera. So obviously, there were communications taking place with the social media companies. That wasn't a, a Prior to that. Yeah, it yeah. wasn't a stretch to say, okay, for a month, six weeks prior, there were right. probably- well, She didn't say we started yesterday- you know, uh, leaning on the social media companies. Yeah. And that, that makes logical sense. But what really bothers me about this, what just senses me as a, a former plaintiff's guy, is that you only know so much. You file the case. You allege what's true. You've, you've uh, you know, um, Rule 11 is a thing. You can't allege more. But then we have this standard that we've had forever that every inference is supposed to be given to the to the person who's filed the complaint because they right. don't have any of the information. The defendant has all the right. information, <laughs> and in this case, the government and the and the um, social media companies have every every incentive not to tell you anything and not to let stuff leak. Right. So uh, the fact that it was dismissed, I don't think we were given any inferences. But no. let's talk about the what the Sixth Circuit panel did. We think they made a mistake, like a yes. blatant factual <laughs> error. So tell, talk about why we've moved for well, rehearing. Um, so they, I also want to address yeah. the fact that, you know, they didn't make any inferences in our favor. And there was no way for us to have this information without a discovery order. Like the government and the tech companies weren't going to give us their internal emails, which we now have, you know, <laughs> quite a, a lot of evidence but, you know, from Missouri, which we discussed right. earlier, and other cases. Yeah, exactly. And some FOIA requests that what we said was going on was going on. Yes. <laughs> and the court... It, ref was, it was not phantasmagorical? Yeah. Is that <laughs> I had to look up the uh, word. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, uh, that, was a, that was a disappointing statement from the court. Yeah. yeah. But the, the other thing the court did was it said um, it tried to distinguish Missouri, which... 
uh, the Fifth Circuit had affirmed on standing grounds and said, uh, well, the Missouri case didn't involve individual plaintiffs. It was uh, on a more comprehensive scale and apparently just thought it was the state's. But Missouri does have individual plaintiffs, which we know because we represent them. And also, they're in the caption, so it was a little <laughs> bit hard. To you don't have to read very far into yeah. the case to discover that there are individual plaintiffs. Like, <laughs> Missouri, well, Louisiana, but, Jay bought it, sorry. You know, the, the thing came out in, in, in September or, or October, so yeah. it's, it's it, you know, the new clerks, they must have missed. Yeah, yeah. Uh, definitely blaming new clerks <laughs> if I'm one of those judges. Yeah. <laughs> this was a learning opportunity for yes, my staff. Exactly. So either, I mean, either it was an error. Well, it was an error, but um, so their attempt to distinguish it just was based on factually incorrect uh, assumption. But if, you know, to the extent uh, it cr sort of creates a circuit split, it's, it's a little bit tricky to frame it because. But let's, but let's talk about that a little bit, because if you look at the fifth and the sixth circuit, they've said this is a timing thing. But you really, in a pleading stage, shouldn't have a timing thing because unless it's a statute of limitations and you plead the date, you normally can't get a dismissal on timeline because they say, well, I don't know if it started exactly this time or after that time. So many times you get discovery on statute of limitations even if it's not clear. So why wouldn't it be different here? Because it does strike me that the Fifth Circuit is saying – giving every inference at the motion to dismiss, they denied the motion to dismiss saying, look, I'm going to give every inference to the to the plaintiffs here and I don't know what's going to happen. It looks to me like what I would call a normal dismissal denial, which I thought we would get in Chankese and I thought we certainly should get in dis and, and should move forward. But there was a um, almost an effort to dismiss anything alleged that got too close to the government being involved. And so um, I- It was like there were national security implications. Yeah, or something. Exactly, it exactly. So felt that way. So um, <clears throat> it did strike me that there is, if not a blatant circuit split, there is a divergence between the circuits now in these two cases. Because if you look at the allegations, now certainly all the topics aren't there. We didn't say anything about the, the uh, Biden laptop or, or any of this. Yeah. FBI business, but as far as being downgraded on social media because the government made them, we say that, yeah. we say why we think that, and and um, you'd certainly think that that would be enough. Now, well, and, and to your point, John, in, in terms of what you have to plead, typically if, if you're pleading fraud or mistake, then you have to plead with specificity, but we're not pleading fraud or mistake here, so it should just be normal fact pleading here. Correct. That's good. It's, it's, it's not a rule nine. There's no rule nine in this. Um, and so it's all rule 12. Uh, and so I, I, I agree with that. And, um, and there's another thing, Janine, and I, I'd like your, um, take on this. Not only is there sort of the, the, um, dismissal of this, but also what are they, they said something very cryptic, the Sixth Circuit, and I think we said it in our brief, the, the bit about uh, on, with other facts, yeah. we would do other things. Yeah. What do you think that, I didn't really understand that. Did you see that portion of it? And wh what were they getting at there? Yeah, I think, well, they were, that was one of, uh, they were trying to do that in the context of distinct, distinguishing the Missouri case. Um, I think what they were saying is that our, uh, they were alluding to the fact 
I think that there may there was something to the merits, um, but that they just thought that there wasn't enough information here to to establish that the plaintiffs had um, been censored because of the government. And that might be true. This might not be enough to win uh, a jury verdict. You need, need more information, which was what we wanted to get. Right. <laughs> but all Hence we're trying the to do is that one usually exactly. gets in litigation. Yeah, exactly. Well, also so a, when they say, "Well, you can't, you you didn't show this or you didn't show that," we don't have to show anything. You allege, yeah, and then you right. move forward. And I keep seeing this as a summary judgment motion, and it's also very frustrating to me because yesterday on Twitter, Elon Musk went on the Joe Rogan show which I've, I, it's three hours long. I have never seen the Joe Rogan show because I, I work during the day. But the fact of the matter is, is that I saw the clip where he said that before I took it over, Twitter was a government run entity, right? Wow. So we've got all wow. these, we've got all yeah. these admissions. We've got all this stuff going on and I, we know the facts and we, and then the other thing is we tried to amend below, but, uh, many of the facts came out, um, too close to the 28-day deadline. We couldn't get yeah. anything filed within 28 days when you're allowed to amend as of right. And in any case, the court said you can't amend anyway. I looked at all this stuff and I wouldn't let you amend anyway. So mm. so it wasn't, it was a futile effort. But um, all this new material came in. We've put it in. The head of Twitter, X, <laughs> is uh, is saying that it was a government-run entity beforehand. And, and yet we're out of court because uh, they say that it wasn't alleged enough, a thing that we now uh, is almost proved beyond a reasonable doubt. Yeah. Uh, and it's not like, you know, we made a lucky guess and it happens that we're right. We were making it. I mean, it was clear that we, we were only saying the administration is doing what they say they're doing. <laughs> the, the, the court said that what you alleged wasn't phantasmagorical. I'm not sure what more you want from them. I mean, you know, they're, they're not saying that you're seeing things, but I, I just, you know, I, I just, I don't know why that particular phrase gets my goat. I guess it's because I, I can't remember another case we've had where the evidence just piled up and piled up that we were right about the allegations. And for this yeah. particular case to get dismissed at the motion to dismiss stage just sticks in my craw because I feel like how much more evidence would you need that were actually not just that the allegations were, were you know were reasonable and pointed in a in a direction that should survive a motion to dismiss but we're actually right about them well and also i i think maybe they're trying to make it well it's not phantasmagorical mr vecchioni well thank you very much but i <laughs> i think that i think that don't do me any favors <laughs> yeah, but i think that the the other thing about this is it means that the we were one of the first filed in this area yeah, right? yeah i think maybe yeah. the first yeah so what it does is the first the first people like Mark Chankese and our yeah. other and our other clients to sniff out this problem and figure out this problem when yeah. they bring a complaint, they're knocked out and then every so they don't get any benefit yeah. from being the ones who actually figured it out and got to court first. Yeah. They're tossed out. That's just bad. It's bad for litigation. Yeah. Well, anyways, we are um, coming up against a, a hard break. So, uh, Janine, what do we? What do we hope happens? What's the what's the timeline on this? We file it, and then what happens? Well, the government responds, and then the you know we should uh, hear from the court. And we uh, we asked the entire court to rehear it, um, or alternatively, the same panel to reconsider, especially since they made a factual error. And I think you know it's very important that this be corrected because it's going to end up kicking a lot of plaintiffs out of court who deserved to you know. And that, have right and, who've been censored and, yeah. and need to do something. And about it. I, or, I think or even in other contexts yeah, because they've set the bar. They've right. changed the standard. Right. For a, for a motion, a motion dismissed shouldn't be treated this way. And in the Sixth yeah. Circuit right now, every plaintiff should be concerned. Well, thank you very much. And we'll be back in a little bit. 